everyone, this is Prav, who is the CEO of Movement Fitness and Nutrition. We brought to you a new podcast called the Arrow Rights Podcast, where we're going to talk to disabled people or people with medical conditions and talk about their experiences being a disabled person in today's society and how they grow up to become an empowered and confident person within themselves. We talk to so many inspirational people. So if you're inspired by some of these people, please check them out. Also, subscribe to us on YouTube because we upload a video version of this podcast onto YouTube. So this is amazing to have. And also, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well because we would love to talk to more inspirational people. And if you have any suggestions of who could be in the show, please comment them below and leave a review as well. Every Wednesday at 1pm we'll be releasing these episodes, so make sure you tune in. Today we have Danielle Roberts, who is the founder and CEO of Unlimited You. She suffers from a disability called brown complexus injury, which was caused by doctors and their doctors, which is a disability which cuts off all or parts of the communication between the spinal cord and the arm, wrist and hands. She also has scoliosis and so she encourages other people to go into fitness and well-being. Let's just get into the episode that I think is Hi everyone and welcome to the first episode of the Owl Rights Podcast and today we have Danielle. So Danielle, do you want to like introduce yourself in a bit more detail and yeah, basically. Yeah, so I'm Danny, I'm 24 and I was born with a brachial plexus injury which meant that um, I've pretty much lost majority of the use in my right arm um, from birth so it was um, doctor's negligence. And yeah, um, yeah, graduated with my master's degree in entrepreneurship and international business from Aston in Birmingham. And yeah, that's great. Like we're doing the same concept of business too. Like we're focusing on the fitness and wellness section, which is amazing because I think today, like many disabled people, don't have access to like fitness, the fitness sector, sector or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, I think um, it's definitely an overlooked um, section in in the fitness market. But, you know, like every day, um, jumping on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and stuff like that, I'm seeing it change. So that's really nice. Yeah, that's really nice. Like going through, like, obviously, if you say like with the current trends, like Instagram, TikTok, you see like many empowering people today. And it's really encouraging because more people are now becoming aware about disabled people in the wellness in industry and before it wasn't recognized as much wasn't it because it was like for me personally I couldn't find anything for a disabled person to work out in or have the right foods and drinks that I needed yeah I think um it's definitely like I said I think disabled people in the fitness industry have been overlooked for a long long time um, but I think slowly but surely we're kind of getting there and there's like so many more like disabled influencers and athletes that are like really open with their journey and like their training and stuff like that so it's always really interesting to kind of see and um, to hear how like all different people with different disabilities kind of adapt and yeah I really love it. I'm, I'm glad you love it. So um, one of the things I want to say is that like because you just said that your condition was affected by the doctor negligence, how did that affect you growing up basically? Yeah, I think obviously like the biggest thing for me was confidence. Like I've always, always really, really struggled with my confidence. 
like literally every parent's evening like I always remember the one thing every teacher would always say is to like my mom was like oh she needs to be more confident and it's just really it is really difficult because it's like that cycle of where like if you if you don't have confidence how, how do you build it but to build it you actually need to be confident and it's like feels like almost like a, a cycle that you get stuck on um and yeah it's just I have always really really struggled with my confidence and I think now like at 24 I'm kind of getting to a point now like I'm definitely today like the most confident I've ever ever been in my life and um, but I still know that I've got a really long way to go if, if you know what I mean yeah I understand what you mean like I think it was the same for me like my confidence was really 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 low when I was like going through secondary school especially because during that time I was bullied a lot getting verbally bullied and yeah so it kind of did bring to the point where I, my confidence and my insecurities just came like out of place like insecurities just came and I used to wear like baggy clothes to hide myself even wow. with like trousers I used to wear baggy trousers because I didn't want people to see it the way that I walked for example so it got to the point where it got to that for like it's just crazy to think now that my confidence has gone so much higher since then and as a kid you really just don't you really just feel insecure about everything don't you yeah I think like for me as well the only other time I saw a disabled child or or even like an adult disabled adult was when I was at the hospital at my specialist um appointments that was literally like the only other time I I interacted with anyone else with a disability so Mm -hmm. Pretty much like in my everyday life, I was just surrounded by people who didn't have a disability. Yeah. And yeah, you, it's really easy to just constantly compare yourself against them because it's the only thing that you ever see. And it's like, oh, it, it's like no wonder people with disabilities do feel insecure and do have like confidence issues because, you know, when you're not see, when you can't see yourself reflected within society, like, it's, I think it's just really natural to kind of doubt yourself and to, you know, put yourself down and think that you're different and, and that's not a good thing. And, yeah, it, it's really tough when you're a kid, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it is really tough because, obviously, when I was younger, I was like, there was only one other disabled child in my year group and in the entire school. And us two weren't really the closest friends. We were all right close friends, but we wasn't. But... It wasn't someone who I would compare to as a disabled person. And throughout my life, I was surrounded by non-disabled people who didn't understand what cerebral palsy was, who didn't understand what, like, what my disability actually is, because I always had to explain over and over and over again exactly what do I have, how does it affect me every day. And even some kids, I remember, like, they used to ask me, why do you always go to the hospital for? They always asked that, and I'm like my leg is not okay like I have to go to the hospital all the time they always see me in casts because I used to have um casts as a child and like even the kids were even asking why do you have that they tried to bully me out of it so this looks disgusting this looks ugly you broke yourself you're broken basically so like that's the point where my confidence really went down and I didn't have much friends who supported me I had a couple of friends but not they were not as supportive as they would be did you have any friends who did support you when you were growing up basically you know I think I was really really lucky growing up because from primary school 
all of my friends, my like close friends, went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. They kind of followed me through. And then even when I went to university, I had um, one of my best friends. He came to the same university with me. So even though he studied something different, like he was always there. Um, and yeah, ever since I was like literally from like nursery up until kind of the end of sixth form, I was literally always around people that knew who I was and like why my arm was the way it was because they'd been with me through that whole journey. So for me, like the kind of point came when I went to university and that was kind of when I had to kind of put myself out there and then re-explain everything to everyone. Like you just said, people constantly yeah. ask, oh, why is, why is your arm like that? Or, you know, like, oh, what, why are you wearing like that splint? Or, mm. oh, why, why can't you do this? And yeah, that, that was kind of the point for me. It was kind of like 18 plus when I was at university. Um, mm. And I think in a way, like having those friends there throughout like my schooling period was really great but at the same time yeah. it almost set me up for failure because when I was 18 and I suddenly went to university I had no idea how to handle it yeah, yeah it's crazy because growing up you had like your parents with you who could explain to the child or the child's parents oh what's up with them but as soon as you go into adulthood as soon as you like for example you go to university or you're going to work you literally have to explain it to everyone and it gets repetitive sometimes to the point where you're like oh not this again I don't want to say it again I don't want to say it again I don't want to get say it again honestly that came I had to say it when I started secondary school to be honest because there was loads of people that oh, I went through I went to school with some of my primary school friends but they ditched me afterwards that was the thing because yeah typical it's just typical and I met some new friends and I still have friends till this point from then and they've been really supportive of my disability they did first ask me what like how come you um how come you like your leg wasn't that good or anything and I explained to them and since then they've been really supportive but you have to filter out some people sometimes like who doesn't support your disability who does support your disability yeah, I think for me as well, like obviously I played a lot of sport growing up and I was constantly playing with able-bodied people. So I was literally always the only disabled person like on the team playing and stuff like that. So I think that was like another barrier that I had to overcome as well because obviously playing football when you like have big matches yeah. with other teams and stuff like that, like people obviously look and they're like, oh, like, have you seen her? Like, look at her arm and stuff like that. And it's like not really nice but yeah I think it's just one of those things that you eventually get used to like we absolutely shouldn't have to get used to it because at the end of the day like I I think it's very privileged information you wouldn't just walk up to a random stranger on the street and say oh hey um, tell me your medical history like that that would never happen and that's basically the same as what people do to us constantly like day in day out yeah Um, yeah I think eventually I just got to a point where if somebody asked me, I, I would literally just say, oh, I was just born this way, the doctors did it, yeah. and, and that's that. And, and then there were, then like, I think I was really lucky because people tended to, to be like, oh, oh, that's cool, like, but you still play football. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I still play, like, it's fine. And then there were, and that was it, and I just kind of moved the com- conversation on and, you know, changed it to another subject. But, yeah, I think it takes a long time to get to that point, especially when, like, you have a disability growing up. And, yeah. It's, it's tough yeah like this things you're saying is actually really relatable to me like I obviously played 
football growing up my dad was a football coach when I was older younger so um that basically meant that I was able to go to football matches be on the team but I was also playing with able-bodied people and like as you said people would say oh why is she walking like that why is she running like that and why are you so slow they keep saying that to me and the thing was I had to literally explain to the girls on the team oh I have this and this and this and one time I fell over just randomly but everyone started making fun of me because they were like oh her legs broken that's why she fell and I could not play any longer like I just sat on the side and watched the match and yeah so that really did affect me growing up and since then it's more like I just want like we're trying to make our health better by playing sports by eating well by doing many sports and activities and many people disadvantage us because of that yeah i think i think the most like the, the most valuable skills that i've got today i learned from playing football and from playing sport and from being involved in that um but to do that was like such a big risk for me because it, it's really scary like when you have a disability and you put yourself out there like that it's like such a big deal um, and yeah you, you just know that you're probably nine times out of ten going to be the only disabled person there if it's an able-bodied um, like sport or team or whatever and you just know you're going to get like a thousand questions mm. so you, you can't well I don't know about you but I almost um, always kind of mentally prepare before before I put myself out there in any situation like yeah. that just like yeah yeah, I think what I do before I'm like going out or anything is go to the mirror and say, you got this. If people ask, don't be like, don't be too insecure about it. Don't be upset about the fact that what they say, even if they like bully you to the ground, just don't worry about it because I've learned to control myself over the years and I learned to ignore people. Like I think back then I wasn't, I wasn't, wasn't ignoring it and it did get to me and the mental health problems that like went after that really did affect it from that one particular moment in secondary school and it caused me to have PTSD as well so it's really bad like pe- like our mental health really matters as well it's not just able-bodied people it's literally our mental health too disabled people's mental health because I did suffer from PTSD anxiety and depression during that time and I still su- suffer from that today and so it's just really scary to think sometimes yeah it definitely is and like you are like completely right with like regarding like mental health and stuff like that it's such a big topic in the disabled community because I think like I think recently I saw some like stats and stuff that if you have like a physical impairment or a learning disability you're more likely to have like anxiety and depression yeah like um like non-disabled people but I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is that when people are asking, I don't actually think they mean it in like a negative or a malicious way. I think that they genuinely are just curious, but it's that lack of education and that lack of awareness yeah. about disability in general, which is why like the way people ask causes so so much problems and issues for us. And then as disabled people, we we have to deal with that when in reality we, we shouldn't have to because disability should be talked about and it should be normalised. And yeah. It's, yeah, it's the only way we'll be able to move forward, I think. 
yeah i know like for disabled people back in the day it was such a taboo subject if you were disabled you were like mentally ill or something like that and you're broken in some way and you get killed just for being a disabled person and that is, was a scary thing if i lived back in those days i'll be so scared for my life honestly but now it's it's there's progress coming there's more disabled people coming out we have the paralympics for example that is encouraging to other people because that shows that disability is normal it's not somewhere where we're broken or something like that i don't know if you believe in religion but some people say oh um people some god make people the wrong way sometimes and the fact that you can have faulties in people you know like a toy like how you have loads and loads of normal ones and then there could be a faulty one p p like i know that um god says oh it may be a faulty like a disabled person is a faulty toy which is not a good thing to be honest but now i think disability is becoming normalized today and the progress that we're making with like disability rights we have like obviously the paralympics we have mental health awareness it's just that we we are progressing but at the same time we still need to learn all about disabilities especially especially in this sector because it's really important yeah it li literally is really important and, and the thing is like the amount of disabled people that there are in the world now, you're more likely to be in contact with a disabled person than ever before. Yeah. And I think if if we just make it normal, it, it isn't an issue whether you've got a disability or not. And you should be seen for your skills and like your talents and like the the stuff you can bring to like a situation or a job or like what whatever the, the situation is. But yeah, it's, you are right. It's just about like like we've said it's about normalizing it and slowly but surely we are, we are getting there and there is incredible work happening um within the disabled community to like make that happen but yeah it, it's slow but but we, we definitely are getting there how do you think your work will impact other people in the disabled community how do you think it will impact other people um honestly my hope my biggest hope is that no matter what you look like or no matter what ability you've got or no matter how you feel about the way you look performing in an exercise or whatever, you're just going to move your body a little bit more, not, not to look a certain way, not to, you know, have a six pack and have like ripped muscles or anything like that. It's, it's just to move your body to make yourself feel a little bit better. And whether you do that for your mental health or you do it just because you want to move and you want to be a little bit healthier, like, whatever your reason is you've got the resources and the knowledge to be able to do that and I think that's the biggest thing for me it's just like I think sometimes like especially on like Instagram and stuff like that if you type in like disability adaptive training or yeah. you know but nine times out of ten the people you see will be a Paralympian or someone who's got really big yeah. muscles who works out in the gym and yeah. for me it's about establishing that middle ground where it's like I'm a disabled person and I don't want to look a certain kind of way. I just move my body to, to be pain-free and yeah. to, to be a little bit healthier. And, and I'm perfectly okay with that. And I, that's what I really want. I want disabled people to see that and to think, yeah, like it doesn't matter if I don't look like that guy who's, you know, ripped or it doesn't matter if I can't run as fast as that Paralympian, but I'm just going to do what I want to do for me. Yeah, I really believe in that message too. Like, I want to provide a resource to other people. As you said, like, if you type in, like, disabled and fitness or anything, it's obviously a Paralympian or something like that. But 
normal people who want to feel better about themselves who want to achieve some goals should have that resource too and sometimes the Paralympians can be like too much of a dream to become because no one I don't think many people many disabled people want to be a Paralympian they just want to be fit and healthy and active and so it's just finding that middle ground and finding that gap which is obviously important as well yeah absolutely like that's the most important thing for me I think because you know when I jump online like nine times out of ten I see someone lifting really heavy weights with one arm and I'm like oh that's great but like I'm not interested in doing that I just want to be a little bit more active and be yeah. a, little, a little bit healthier without all that pressure of being able to p- perform like an exercise like that um so that's what it is for me like you said it's it's that middle ground and it's about having the resources and the knowledge and I think nine times out of ten people want to play sports and be active to to, to make friends as well and yeah. to have that social life um which is what I probably miss the most from like playing football and stuff like that it, it is having that like group of people around you like week in week out where you can just have a laugh and move your body and be active yeah I completely agree with you with that so anyway we're coming to a close now so thank you Danny for coming on and sharing your story of like obviously being a disabled person today so thank you so much for coming no worries thank you for having me no worries um so guys um the our rights podcast is now out yay and a second episode is next week so we're going to be revealing who the second guest will be on our instagrams and facebook so thank you everyone for watching and take care bye guys thank you for watching today's episode it was really inspirational to talk to so many people who could encourage us on a daily basis if you want to listen on um, apple Podcasts or spotify please make sure you subscribe to us on the arrow rights podcast and also subscribe to our youtube channel movement fitness and nutrition where we post the video versions of these podcasts so make sure you check that out as well also check out our social medias we have instagram we have facebook we have twitter we have linkedin and now we have spotify and podcast so make sure you check them out too and also subscribe to our newsletter on our website which is www.movementfitnessandnutrition.co.uk so you can keep up to date with all the latest news thank you for listening everyone and take care and i will see you in the next episode